BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. We are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And... Stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sleuth on all major podcast platforms. Hello, Salon Sleuth fans. We have a special guest with uh, us today. And actually, it's just me. Leslie is not here. And it is my husband, Eric. You want to say hello? Hello, everybody. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Like I said, I got a glass of port here. I'm sitting in the dark because this is a spooky episode. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, So firstly, we have to talk about what happened on Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Don't spit out your port. (laughs) I won't. So the question is, I want to know which story are we telling about Saturday night? Well, so my friends have been getting quite the kick out of what happened to us on Saturday night. And I'm just going to tell you, it's about the, uh, the boy that came to our door. Do you want to tell the story since you're the one who opened the door? I absolutely. So, okay. you know, so I, the, we hear a knock at the door. It's 8.15. Yeah. Both of us look at each other and we're like, what the heck, who, who the hell is this at 8.15? You know, we're not like we're, I don't think we're shut-ins, but we don't normally get people like 8.15. No, and it's dark and it's rainy and it's, you know, kind of blustery outside here in the Pacific Northwest on Saturday. So yeah, it was 8.15. It was a little late. We weren't expecting anybody and we're like, what? So, you know, I peek around the corner and we've got the little top light in the door so that you can see, you know, and all I can see is like 
the top of someone's head. So I'm thinking this is a really short person. Like which neighbor <laughs> is super short? And I open the door and there is this kid who I couldn't identify. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup if I had to right now, but I didn't, I definitely didn't know him. And what did he say to you? And he said, well, hey, um, I've hurt myself. Can you give me a ride home? And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is odd. Like, what is this kid doing out here? And why does he need a ride home and the whole thing? And, and so, why did know, he pick my house to come to? And there was that. There was why is he outside at 8.15 in the dark by himself? Yeah. 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 And he's got a phone. He does. He does. He very clearly has a phone. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, what does a good human do when they see a child standing at the door saying they've been hurt? I said, hey, you need to come in the house. And then I said, hey, Melissa, there is a child that is coming into our house. You need to come to the door. So, you know, turn on all the lights. Because, of course, none of the lights in the front of the house are turned on. So no. this is the other thing that he picked a pretty dark house, strangely, to come to. And so I turn on the lights. Well, our front porch was light was on and we did have lights in the back of the house. We were sitting and watching TV or whatever. It's true. So he comes, so I, you know, he comes in, shuts the door behind him. Um, and then uh, I said, okay, so what's going on here? And he said, well, I'm with a group of friends and we were out and I hurt myself and I can't walk. I've hurt my ankle. And my friends decided they were going to go on without me and I need a ride home. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, Melissa, you talk to him for a second while I go get my slippers so that I can, you know, take this kid to wherever it is he needs to go. Yeah. You can and, pick up from here. And were alarm bells going off in your head? Like, is this a scheme? Is this a, is this legit? Okay. Scheme? Yes. I was a hundred percent sure this kid was not going to harm me, but I was like, what's the angle here? What's the scheme? This seems weird. Yeah. Because I come to the door and I see this kid and he's either near tears or, well, I thought he was really at near tears, but he looked scared. He looked like maybe he was about to burst into tears. I wasn't sure if that was because he was scared or his ankle hurt or his friends left him. Like I couldn't really tell what was going on. So Eric's kind of, you know, running around getting his coat or slippers or whatever. And I'm like, so um, where are you going? And he said, oh, right here. And he shows on the phone. He's got Google Maps up and he's got the directions to the house. And I'm like, oh, is that where you live? Because he says, you know, says where he's going, um, what street. And it's, by the way, I would say, what, two miles from our house, but it's across mm -hmm. a major highway. Like we have um, a well, major highway. A major highway, highway would be an exact. Okay. It, it's a four it's a lane, street. four lane with a middle median in the middle. I mean. It's a, it's, it's a highway. It's a, it's a busy street. It's not it's like not it's, it's not like a kid crossed I-5 or, it's you know. It's called Tualatin Sherwood Highway for a reason. It's not called Tualatin Sherwood Street. It's called Tualatin Sherwood Highway. I think it's Tualatin Sherwood Road. Oh, look at this. I can see the wheels turning. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's Tualatin Road, Tualatin Sherwood Highway. You know what? Yeah, I'll you're churning. You're churning. No, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to have the research. Either way. Okay. Okay. Either way, our kids went to school over there. And so, um, and they that was not our district. We drove them over there. So we know where it is. And we also know a lot of people over there. So I say, oh, so what school do you go to? And he says, oh, well, I don't actually 
live there. I actually live in Sherwood, which is like 10 miles away. It's a neighboring city, so it's not a big deal. But so then it comes out that this isn't actually his house that we're taking him to. It's where he's staying, he says. And Did I'm your thinking, alarm bells begin going off? Oh, now? completely 100%. And I was just trying to figure out like, okay, what are the possibilities here? What could be happening? I mean, my salon sleuth's suspicious brain was bells were ringing. But I also see this, you know, well, he turns out to be 13 in the car, he tells you. But he looked, I thought like 11. What'd you think? He was young. I thought young. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought grade school. And so um, I'm instantly thinking, what? This is weird. Like you have a phone. Why wouldn't you call your mom or call your friend's parents or like, why didn't your friends who you were with, if they live there, call their parents and go, Hey, you know, so-and-so fell um, needs, you know, you to come pick him up or whatever. Like all my alarm bells were going off. And now here's my husband getting into a car with him and I'm like, okay, I don't even know what to do. Like, do I go with, are we both there together? Like, I was not sure what to well, do. I, I, okay, look, so, so first of all, you know, I come from a, a place of, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, am I an innocent soul? What the hell am I? I'm not entirely sure, but I'm just like, you know what, th- this kid needs help, whatever right. it is. Right. And I'm sitting here going through the various levels, the degrees of help that this right. kid could possibly need, right? Like. And he did look upset. Right. But do you go, okay, like, well, okay, we need to call your parents or we need to call the police or do I just give you a ride or like, what do I do? Yeah, which is none of the things that he was asking. He was only asking for a ride. Right. So you get in the car and you take him and I'm like, okay, what time is it? What time did he leave? You know, okay, I got to pay attention to how long he's going to be gone. And you were back very, very quickly. And I said, before you left, hey, make sure you go up to the front door with him and talk to the people, the parent or the adults that are home. And he looked at me, he looked at me like white as a ghost, like, you know, please don't do that. And so then he said in the car to you, you know, you know, don't drive up the driveway, just drop me off at the the tip of the driveway and the street. So I'm driving him home, just having very common conversation. Like, you know, uh, you know, what sports team do you, you know, follow, you know, what, oh, you're, you're from Sherwood, what, you know, school do you go to? Um, do you know this teacher? Because we know a teacher that teaches in, the, in that particular school district. Did he know her? No. Okay. And so I'm thinking, okay, you know, just kind of having that conversation. Right. Trying to and put then, him at ease. Right. Right. And then, you know, part of me is also like, okay, at what point does the taser come out? And now <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm blacking out, right? You right. Know, thinking right, to myself, right. you know, it, it's I, I the innocent me is like this kid just needs help and you help right. a kid right? right just like you pull over on the side of the road and help people who look like they're in an accident um you know even though the people in the accident might be faking it and they could jump you or whatever right. like you our our society has trained us to be naturally suspicious of people and i think that's unhealthy well, I so think 90% I think, of the cases are legitimate cases and there's maybe, maybe even less than 10%, but there's the, the one to maybe it's one to 5%, right. Mm-hmm. That isn't legitimate. Right. So it's, it's those that give the legitimate ones a bad, a bad name and, and well, kind of put fear into people's hearts. I, I choose to live in a, in a world and you can call me uh, stupid or innocent or a putz or whatever you want to call me. I choose to live in a world where 
I don't have to worry about this. Like the people are telling me basically what I need to know. And yes, my gut was a little off on this one. My gut was, I mean, nothing happened of course, but my gut was saying, "Mm, you need to, you know, you need to, you know, be aware. there, there There could be a 45 year old on the other end of this thing. That's, you know, that, that's looking to take my cash and my car and that kind of stuff, which, right. hey, you know, these are things, you know, but right. you should also, um, so as, okay, so let's finish the story and then I'll go one yeah. step. One step so you first. came home and then I proceeded, I think the next day to tell my friends on MP, which I've talked about on here before. And they were like, what? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, this sounds so suspicious, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're like, I would have never done that. And, you know, a lot of them were saying they wouldn't have, which... I actually doubt that. Um, it was totally odd, but what's the part that you were going to tell? It was, the, it was very odd. And it remind, from... the, the, no, no, no. Oh. The, so yes, but yeah. So then <laughs> Melissa, of course, texts, you know, everybody and their brother. You know, I didn't text them. Story. I told them over Marco Polo. I was telling my okay. friends and one of them is the wife of a police officer, right. ex-police who, who, officer. He just retired. Of course, the, the ex-police officer is is super duper like, dude, this is how people get jacked. You know, well, this is what happens. So what happened was we were all chatting about it. We're like, oh my God, this is totally suspicious. It's totally, totally weird. And one of the gals said, hey, we want to know what your husband thinks. So then she texts, this is what my husband thinks about this. And he sends a link to a case that happened in Portland where an 11 year old boy pulls out a gun he actually went through his whole shooting spree, but was shooting people with this gun. And this is what his response was to, um, to this interaction, which did so not happen. I would, I would be lying if I didn't say that, that I live in hope and I live in this world where people don't do this to each other. But I definitely was, as I was driving this child to this place that I was supposed to drop him off, I had two thoughts. Yeah. One was, okay, if shit goes down, what do I run my car into to stop the shit from going down? Right. So like, what's the, like, is it that building or is it that pole or whatever? Right. Like that was, that was one thought. Another thought was, am I inadvertently delivering this child into Into a bad bad situation? situation? Yeah. And is that the right thing to be doing? A child predator, you know, he's met somebody on the internet and he's supposed to meet him. Like, yeah. It was super uncool. I did not like it. Um, I I honestly. I didn't even think about that till just now. Oh, I thought about it. But in it, you know, I think my thought now, you know, I mean, going back is, you know, was the right thing to like elevate this to like, call someone, you know, non, non-emergency police and say, there is this random child at my house. And, and, but then also that's, that doesn't seem like what we should do in society, right? Like call yeah. the police every time. And a kid shows up at your door trying to, you know, get you to give them money for, you know, a football team or sell you candy for choir or right. the kid needs a ride home. It was bizarre. It was totally right. bizarre, but the, the part that I was going to go to, Melissa, is it reminded me of a story that you and I experienced when we were a little <laughs> younger in our marriage, where we had this minivan. And to be fair, it was a purple minivan. So that I can remind you. It was you Merlot. Of, okay. It was on, purple. Okay. It, it was, was the color. Now, Barney and it shared the exact same color. So we had a purple minivan. 
And we were ready to sell the purple minivan and move on to Merlot. a gold minivan. We were ready to move on to a gold minivan. And so we had bought the gold minivan. With two we sliding just, doors. We had to upgrade yes. to two sliding doors because we had two little ones. Because we're bougie. Yeah, we're bougie and, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we were back then in those days, super bougie. Anyway, uh, we get, we need to sell this purple minivan. And so we put it up on, I guess, Craigslist, I think, or something Yeah, like at the that. time, it was very, very new. Nobody really knew about it. Like, it right. was... And so this, this person who, this, who claimed, and I think they were to be yeah. a um, military uh, veteran. So they, they were, they were, I guess they were about to be discharged from the military based in Hawaii. They needed a van for their family and they were moving their family from Hawaii to Northern California. And the way the military was working at this point was apparently, you know, he was going to be dropped off in either Seattle or Sacramento, yes. um, you know, um, from a uh, from military plane in Hawaii, from Hawaii, pardon me. And so he needed to buy a van for his family and he wanted our purple van. Why somebody in Hawaii <laughs> wanted our purple minivan so that they're- Because and their family... it was Merlot and the wife liked it. That's what he actually said because she liked the color. If you recall, yes, boom. Okay. It was so not anyway. purple. It was Merlot. So we agree okay. to sell that. So we go through a number of emails with this guy, agree to sell him the purple minivan. And um, he says, okay, but, I'll, but I'm all of our, but all of our bells were going off because his wife was also getting out of the military or something, but they, they weren't going to be there together. And so we were going to meet at this rando hotel off the side of the road yeah. to sure, go do sure. this. Now, did you ask our neighbor or did our neighbor did. watch I our kids? I asked two neighbors. No, I asked okay. two neighbors if they would be willing to go with us or go with me yes. to drop this. To, and they to were like, hell no. Because there were some alarm bells going off and it could not have been a sketchier motel that yes. the guy said, I'll meet you at and we'll, we'll buy, you know, I'll buy the, the van from you. And also, you wasn't know, he, didn't he have to give us a cashier's check? No. It wasn't I even it was, cash. He paid us in cash. He paid us in cash. Okay. I'm okay. sure he paid us in cash. Because we didn't check. We would never have done that. So anyway, I think it um, was, and we had to call and everything, but anyway, way too deep on this. Okay. Anyway, just saying, okay. All got you with the just saying, by the way. I hate that. Okay. So um, anyway, so we uh, agreed to meet this guy at the sketchy hotel and none of the neighbors would go with us or with me to do this. Cause I'm like, okay, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to, if, if shit's going to go down, you want the neighbor there so that, you know, you get, you, you can fight it out. Right. And like, you're thinking another dude. Up. Yeah. Right. But no, none of the neighbors would. They were all thought this is way too sketchy. So then we're like, okay, I guess if we're, we're going to sell this fucker, we got to like, you know, head on down to the sketchy motel and sell the purple minivan. And so we drive down to the sketchy motel and as we're pulling up, there is a Chinese restaurant <laughs> in the parking lot of the hotel. And I looked at Melissa and I said, okay, if shit goes down, I'm going to distract and, and like do whatever I can to keep them away from you. But you run as fast as you can to the Chinese restaurant and I'll meet you there. And of course, everything went totally fine because yeah. inevitably people are actually good, right? Yes. We all have these bad suspicions of people, but they're actually generally good people. Yes. And everything went fine. However, for the rest of our marriage so far, the next 20 years of our marriage or whatever it's been, 15, um, yeah, the thing has been like, look, if the shit goes shit down. Goes down. Meet you at Chinese restaurant. 
<laughs> even if there's no Chinese restaurant in sight, we'll meet at the Chinese restaurant. There you go. Yes. Right, well, well did, that, did that answer your question sufficiently, Melissa? Well, I don't know if it answered the question, but it definitely told the story. And, um, you know, I think you were right. And I kept thinking about all the different ways. I never even thought that we could have been taking this kid to a predator's house. Like I hadn't even thought about that. That's horrible. Now I, I felt like a parent needed to know that we just brought this kid home. Like either the parents that we were taking him to the house, the friend's parents that he was supposedly with, or his parents needed to know, Hey, I'm taking your kid. Cause he says he's hurt to this house. Is that okay? I None of that happened. I completely agree. I completely agree with you. And as an example, the problem is the car I drive does not have a spare tire. So I didn't have a tire iron even to protect myself <laughs> with if needed, right? Like it's not like, I mean, it, the only tire iron in that situation was going to be the tire iron coming at me if right. I walked up to the, the front door, right? Absolutely. So it was do So the we right did discuss, we did, we, kid. we did but discuss afterwards yourself. getting a taser. <laughs> We just, not. Like, just not we just discussed getting a taser no, I over the weekend conversation with your other husband. No, over the weekend. And your comment was, no, we want the, we want at least the one that shoots. So we don't have to go get no, really close. And I say, totally, yes, you're right. Am I conflating two conversations? You are mixing conversations because okay, we did have totally that conversation. conversation. And just so that we're clear, we don't, we're not gun toting people. No. And so in order to protect ourselves, we have a couple of small bats. <laughs> don't tell people. Hidden in our bedroom. And so that if shit goes down, we've got the softball bats ready to go. Right. But yeah, also, but you have to get too close to the people. That's, that's our fear. And like, we, we need those tasers. That's not my concern. I, I'm totally fine with You're ready to, to scare them. I'm ready to go, right? All my right. issue is, is that I'm afraid that if I get into altercation with somebody with this baseball bat and I get going, I might not stop. Like it could just oh. be, I, I, I might be so jacked up from it that I'll, I'll go too far. Well, the problem with the taser to, is sometimes if those people are jacked up on drugs, it doesn't work either. As we saw from the hangover. Yes. When, you know, when, yes. when Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis <laughs> Zach Galif- gets it in the face, he's yeah. like, you know, he doesn't go down. Sometimes it takes a second taser. Oh, that's so funny. That is truly right. funny. Well, well, so this weekend is Halloween and uh, we don't really have any Halloween plans. I haven't put up Halloween decorations and it's my favorite holiday and it's been so distressing that I just haven't had time. So what's that about? Why, why haven't you put up any Halloween decorations? Well, I think because my kids aren't home and I'm not even sure if you and I are going to stay at home for Halloween. And so like, what's the point? It's a lot of work. Well, we're I'm not, never... we're traveling. We know this. I know, but our, well, we're going to be home on Halloween night. It's on Sunday. So, but yeah, it just barely seems worth it to get all that stuff out of the attic and decorate. And then I got to take it down and put up new and blah, 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 blah. But okay. So let's, let's, and I've been this. a little busy. But here's the problem, busy. though. You're, you're blaming this on our children. They're not even here. And no, the reality no, no, is, is that you just said, this is my favorite holiday. You didn't say it's the kid's favorite holiday. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, 
live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I know, it is It's yours, and then you go, well, I mean, the kids aren't here. This is bullshit. You just haven't had time. Admit it. It's true. I haven't had time, and I haven't made time. That's the truth. I haven't made the time because I could just blow off some work or blow off something else and do it, right? I just haven't made the time for it. Well, I I don't get to blow off work. Why should you blow off work? I know, exactly. (laughs) Trying to put one kid through the rest of her college years right well it's so true. do you know the history of halloween uh as i recall it is the it's all hallows eve which is the night before all saints day so you'll recall i'm a bit of a religion historian person I, that's like something that interests me i know way too much about the catholic church for somebody who's not catholic so how and about I do before know, it was all Hallow's Eve and everything. Ooh, I don't know. Regale me, please. Yeah. Well, so the history of Halloween, I've got it for you here. Most historians believe that it was actually a Celtic festival known as Sowin. And I'm going to just spell this for you because you're a linguistics guy. You love linguistics. Even though it's pronounced Sowin or Sowin, S-O-W, that's the sound. Mm-hmm. Would that be so or sow? Probably Sao. Sao in. Okay. But it's spelled S-A-M, like Sam, and then H-A-I-N. So it's truly Gaelic. That 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 is that is definitely oh. the Gaelic language. Okay. Well, originally November 1st was this Celtic festival, and they called it Village Festival. And they believed dressing up as ghosts would scare the spirits away. And they also left food and drinks in front of their homes to satisfy the spirits. Did you know any of that? I, I, no. Okay. I and as, as Christianity grew through Europe, this, uh, this festival was replaced with All Saints Day. And eventually it was called All Saints, Saints Day. Wait, wait, wait. Are you trying to tell me that the, that, that, Christianity co-opted yes a, a Celtic never yes. that never happens yes they did they they stole it and took it as their own and poor people would often go to the neighbors to offer prayers for the deceased and the more prayers a deceased relative received uh the faster they would leave purgatory oof yeah yeah okay, and then, if, then how how does this relate to all, all to all? Uh, I mean, uh, Dia de los Muertos in like Latin America? Those are in the same period of time. Did we I don't that know. Too? They didn't even talk about that. They didn't even talk about that. But eventually, children became interested, and it was renamed Halloween. And kids would give a dance performance to earn their treats. 
So they would go up to the door and they would do a little dance and then they get their little treats. But normally it started out as like actual food, like baked goods, cookies, cakes, that kind of stuff. And I think we all just got lazy and decided to do bottom candy. (laughs) But if you, you, you've seen that, that, uh, ESPN commercial, right? Where, um, they, they come to the stadium and for, for trick or treating and I got, who's the football player? I forget who lives in the stadium. Oh and, and, yeah. yeah. And, and, and he puts chips in the bottom of their baskets and then his wife pumps the hot cheese. Oh my gosh. Into, no. into their Halloween. Yeah. Oh no, no, I have not seen that. Seen it, we'll, we'll tell me, we'll check it out. Oh you my God. Paying attention. I it, haven't, I don't, I don't pay attention. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so then also, then how did it get to the U.S.? Do you even know? Uh, Carrier pigeon. No, we have the Irish immigrants to thank for that. They brought Halloween to the U.S. during the mid-1800s when they fled uh, from the potato famine. Well, so my people, the Northern European Lutherans, must have thought this was just apostasy. Yes. We must we yes. must have thought that Halloween. Your grandma was not okay with Halloween. No, my grandmother yeah. was not okay with Halloween. And then how did the jack-o'-lantern come to be? Well, the jack-o'-lantern was inspired by an Irish legend. And it was uh name it was the the sort of story was named Stingy Jack who fooled the devil and in turn forced to, was forced to walk the earth with burning coal in a hallowed out turnip to light his way, which then he became Jack O'Lantern. So how big so he, was this turnip? Well, it must've been huge. I mean, it must've been like one of those overgrown zucchinis that you get in the summer. And you're like, <laughs> oh, this could be a pumpkin. <laughs> so yeah. all I don't even things- know how he'd hold it. All of these things don't add up. So first of all, the turnip, we all know turnips are not that large. I mean, and, yeah, and, no. I mean, and, and by the way, turnips aren't even, turnips are long. They're like carrots. Yeah. You're I don't know how you haul it out. I don't that know. It makes no sense. Unless, secondly, in, unless back then when this, you know, was going on, this doesn't even say when the jack-o'-lantern thing came to about, but maybe the word turnip was actually for a squash. I don't know. Who, oh, that's a good point. Secondly, if this all happened during the potato famine, why are we eating the fucking pumpkins and turnips <laughs> as opposed to carving them out? Well, it, and, the potato fa- the, the potato famine was overseas where the Irish came from. They fled because of the potato famine. So they mm-hmm. fled, they immigrated here to the U.S. So they brought Halloween to the U.S. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't so, know I how mean, you carry a turnip either. Do you like carry it by the roots on the top? Like, I don't know. That doesn't make any point. sense. But I point. think it would be uncomfortable to carry a jack-o'-lantern too. I think I understand now why he put it on his head. That would have made a lot more sense and easier to carry. Or at least on so, his shoulder. So, so those of you, you know, many nobody else on, on this podcast, except for you, knows that, you know, I, I had an Irish uncle. He has since passed yes. and we, we miss Sean very, very much. But I can now appreciate the fact that, that the people that, that are Sean, that we're very Irish, um, you know, that, that they gave us the gift of Halloween. I think that's fantastic. His ancestors, yeah. yeah. And they got, gave us a lot of great songs, a lot of good alcohol. 
True. That is and, very the, true. and the Irish cracker. Didn't they give us the Irish cracker? I love those. Crackers. What is an Irish cracker? <laughs> I don't know. They're <laughs> like, no, literally give me what's it, is it like a firecracker. No, they're Irish like cracker? those. They're like a table cracker. Those Irish and they're kind of um, buttery. Are you thinking of an English table cracker? What are you talking so. about? I I'm pretty sure. Cracker. I'm pretty sure an Irish cracker is uh, something that happens after an Irish person has had too much to drink and they crack one off. How about Irish Irish cheese? I I know that Irish cheese exists and there's Dublin cheese. I know that. (laughs) I think there's an Irish cracker. I don't know. I'm going to look it up for you later. Um, So I have another little tidbit for you. So the city of Keene, K-E-E-N-E in uh, New Hampshire holds the Guinness world record for the most jack-o'-lanterns. They have the, the most jack-o'-lanterns in their town is 30,581. And that town has broken that record eight times. Wow. Well, yeah. That so, is not a record I ever thought <laughs> needed to be recorded. No, me neither. When do you think we started uh, putting candy in, in place of fruit, nuts, and, and little baked goods? Uh, 1969, when the M&M Mars Candy Company decided to turn this into a retail holiday. Close, but no cigar. I'm going to tell you it was 1950. So weren't our parents like born around the 45 kind of era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were five years old. And yeah. Somebody, and you know what? Again, Viola, rest her soul, my grandmother, who I'm sure hated Halloween being a very staunch Northern European Lutheran woman who, you know, God rest her soul. I'm sure she not only hated the prospect of Halloween, she also, the idea of having to give children candy Candy. so that they wouldn't perform a trick or so that maybe (laughs) they would dance for you, not sure which one. Um, You know, that that just seems like that's very, my grandmother, I'm sure is, is, Right now she's nodding and going, yeah, this whole thing makes no sense. Yeah. Well, so um, this next fact, fun fact about Halloween, I whipped out at the grocery store the other day. And I think the lady that I was talking to, because I just talked to her, I think she mildly thought it was entertaining, but um, do you like candy? Was this corn? cashier? No, it was the gal in the candy line. <laughs> so we're kind of jockeying around the candy because, you know, you got to find the perfect mix, which I think I kind of nailed it this year. Was this when we were together and you got that bad yes. mix? Uh, no, I got a great mix. First of all, it has Swedish fish. It has Twizzlers, which I like both of those. And then it has Kit Kats, our kids' favorite, which I know they won't be home, but I'll take this some to them. And then what's the other random last thing in there that I don't like? It had, it had one other main, thing. It had mainly gross oh, things. Oh, Sour Patch Kids. They also like Sour Patch Kids. Awful. Yeah. So I felt like it was the best thing. See, here's the problem. When I get what I really want, which is dark chocolate or chocolate, all chocolate, I'm going to eat the whole bag. So if it's less appealing, if it's like my second tier of candy, which is sugar, straight sugar, that's, that's my second tier. Like that's when I'm desperate. Chocolate is my first tier. Like I would go to that bag every time. In fact, by the way, did you notice I didn't buy candy until the week before Halloween because I knew I would eat it if I bought it too soon. I don't even know where that bag is. Oh, I do. Okay, here's yeah. the problem. Here's where you really massively, massively screwed up. What is the most important part 
of the Halloween candy bag. Well, I don't know. Are you going to say candy corn? Nope, I am not. But we'll get to candy corn in a second because I do like candy corn. What? It's too sweet. It's super sweet, but I like it. That's my fun fact for the day. Did you know that candy corn is America's least favorite candy? Well, there's a reason because it's nasty, but it's actually kind of good. No, it's not. There's nothing good about it. Guess what it was originally called? Um, it has something to do with the teeth that have been knocked out of your head. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Chicken feed. Ew. What? Yeah. Do you think that just sold off the, the shelves when it was <sighs> called chicken feed? Mm, hey, kids, mm. I'm going to put some chicken feed in your bag here. Mm. I mean, when the kids no. used to go, used to go uh, trick-or-treating, I'd be like, who buys candy corn to give out candy corn? That stuff's nasty. Okay. To my point, what is the most important part of the bag of candy from Halloween? The most important part, because we get very few trick-or-treaters, because we live in a part of the city that decided not to put any street lights out. Correct. Correct. And so, you know, you got that fact. But the most important part is, is that it, there needs, there's leftover candy that you put into the freezer. And then during s'more, oh, yeah. s'more months, you can get it out and you go, okay, I'm adding a Twix or I'm adding a Kit Kat or I'm adding a Hershey's to it. You can't do that sour okay. patch candy or Twizzlers. You no, just, you're right. No, you didn't. Think, I agree you with you. But the problem is, is that every year I eat those candies and I didn't want to eat it. And secondly, you can now get those single pack candies all year round. So it doesn't really matter. You can get the single Reese's peanut butter cup. So it's not as big of a deal. Okay. I, I totally agree with you. And I, of course, support any decisions you make, right? <laughs> whether it's candy or whether it's the fact that you decided to tear the shower in our second bathroom out <laughs> at, on a whim. Like I totally, that's yes, all did. great. It was yeah, not a whim, by the way, it's been in the works for months. I just have been, been kind of giving secret, you yeah. information as you need it. You've been kind of keeping it secret. So Mr. Vocabulary, what is the fear of Halloween called? If you have a fear of Halloween. Ooh, ooh, okay. So it definitely ends in phobia. Yes, <laughs> Because that's Latin for fear. It would be, um, Think about the word that I told you at the very beginning. Oh, oh, swan phobia. Sow in phobia. in phobia. I like it. Yeah, I know. I'm going to pull that shit out at a meeting tomorrow and see how that goes. Now, here's my other question. I think I vaguely heard about this, but I've never like really done it or like known it was like a big thing in several states in the u.s uh namely pennsylvania new jersey and michigan the night before halloween is called mischief night in michigan it's called devil's night and they do pranks did you know that i have heard this before yeah and um nothing against michiganders those from the garden state or those from the Keystone State. You're all amazing, but I'm not surprised in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I think Indiana would be involved in it, but. I, what I know is that Oregonians, Oregonians aren't that, aren't that creative. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't think, yeah, I don't think anybody needs that. I think half of Oregon, honestly, wakes up on, on November 1st and goes, wait, what? 
Was last <laughs> night Halloween? What happened? Well, yeah, especially by November 15th when they haven't done anything with their pumpkin, people start smashing them and they're all goopy and disgusting. That's that's my least favorite part about after Halloween is the goopy pumpkins that you see. So you um, ever deal with the goopy pumpkins or is that all my responsibility? That's always your responsibility, but I see them yeah. on the side of the road and you know, all that. And mm. yeah, I have had a dump a pumpkin or two in our, in our life together, but, um, yeah, that's usually your job. Not going to lie about that. In fact, <laughs> one year it was so bad. You literally had to get a shovel to scoop them off the stoop. But the slugs had gotten, to it. gotten very warm that year. And so they didn't last very long and they were very, very mushy. Um, so here's another one which I actually thought about this today. Cause I was like, wait, what was that fact? Okay. In Hollywood, California, silly string is banned on Halloween and you can get up to a thousand dollar fine for using silly string. So which celebrity was silly stringed and caused that I particular? do not know. Like what got silly stringed? Like, how did that come about? Isn't that I the most- I love silly standard? string. I do too. It I is kind of messy cool. though. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it is messy. cool, but it's easy to clean up. I know it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, it does kind of get smushed down kind of like glue, uh, like uh, gum or something. Okay. So okay. no silly string in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. Do not do that. Cause you could be fined a thousand dollars. I mean, that's more than throwing a cigarette on the ground or not wearing your seatbelt. Mm. That seems like a lot. Don't you think? I do. That seems, that seems inappropriately high. Again, I agree. seems like, seems like a celebrity got pissed off. I agree. Um, Rivers. Definitely so John Rivers. One of my favorite Halloween songs, The Monster Mash. The Monster Mash was bought, was banned in the UK in 1962 until it was re-released in 1973. Why? I do not know. Don't know. Hmm. Was yeah. it the monster or the mash part? I think it was the monster mash part. I think it was the both and. Okay. I don't know. Huh. What do you think? Was yeah. it the monster part or the mash part? I don't know. I'm totally confused by that. <laughs> I, I love the Brits, but they confuse me. Now this one, I think I actually told you uh, when I was researching it, that Harry Houdini died Halloween of 1926. And you said, yeah. what did you say? I, I was pretty sure he had died. He died in a in magic accident. He drowned Ooh, doing yeah. one of his amazing feats but you told me he like choked on a chicken bone or something no, like that on, on Halloween night of uh pancreatitis and he had done a trick several days earlier that had gone poorly but it's totally not related but did that trick involve his pancreas no I don't know I mean I don't know no no it's totally that's unfortunate so what do you think the most successful, commercially successful horror film is of all times? Oh, um, probably Halloween. I thought so too. Thank you. No, it is it. And I've never seen it because the whole red balloon thing scares the shit out of me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to see it. Hmm. Have you seen it? Well, no, I haven't. I haven't. I've seen some of, I think as a kid, I saw a couple of Halloween movies. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis gets older yes. and older in every single one of them. Well, because she's like launching a new one. Yeah, or maybe yeah. it's launched. I don't know. She still hasn't killed Michael Myers. No, no. And she's got gray hair now and the whole nine yards. She looks right, right. very, very old in the. They made her look older even than she is. 
No, no, I, I, I was never into those. You know, I, I love Dracula films though. Love Dracula films, vampire films. Yes, 100%. Um, the very best one of all time is the original Fright Night. Mm. Did you ever see Freddy Krueger? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Like Mare on Elm Street. Yeah, those were yeah, about no, the only ones I could do because they were so that. fake. They were just so fake that I, those are about the only scary movies I could do. I don't like scary movies. Despite the fact that I like true crime, I do not like scary movies. So they freak found- me out. I don't find like Fright Night wasn't scary. The thing is, it was it was a good movie. Um, it, I mean, poor production value, but a good movie. Um, and uh, all I, le- I learned things like a vampire cannot come into your home unless you invite them in. Oh, you think that's true, huh? One hundred percent. I learned it in Fright Night. <laughs> don't you have to like put garlic around your you know neck and a wreath of garlic on your front door? That turned out not to be true, according to Fright Night. Garlic was not a thing. What if you pee on the threshold of your front door? Can they still come in? Well, who hasn't done that? <laughs> but no, the deal was if you invite a vampire into your house, they now can come in. I so would I think that. So, so going back to the original story, the 13 what year if we invited boy? a freaking yes. yes? I was just going to oh say my that. God, I, Melissa Schultz, gosh yes. darn it. What if he was a vampire? I'm going to have nightmares now about yeah. child vampire killing. <laughs> like it's coming at me. Uh, well, that are my fun. That is my fun facts for the day. And uh, do you have anything to add? This was fun. Well, this has been delightful. I, I you know, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't do a lot of podcasts, but if I was going to do a podcast, <laughs> yours is the one I was going to do. Salon well, Sleuths is the bee's knees. I think so. But then I think there's two other ones that I will not name because I don't want to give them any marketing that you would be on above my show, but that's okay. That's okay. Well, I one of them first. Okay. I, admittedly, <laughs> there are a couple that I listen to that yes. you hate, but I listen to. I don't that hate are... them. It's just not what I would choose to listen to. Right. So yeah, you and I do not have the same taste and that is okay. It's true. It's true. It is okay. It's probably actually healthy. It is probably healthy, but you know what I'm going to tell you, Eric, we need to thank all of our listeners. We need to tell them that this Thursday, we are having our first live event with Joshua John, and we'd like them to hit, to hit like subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and we want them to stay curious, stay suspicious and stay open. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.